Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, yeah! Hey everybody! Welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Paddle, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name's Brandon. I just flew in from 2000 BC, and boy, are my arms tired. My name's James, and I'm in the market for a new sarcophagus and a new esophagus. My name's Brennan, and I had Soylent for dinner. Oh, the mummy's back. <laughs> yes, please welcome our mummy friend. Ryan is still away. We found this guy in a basement. We took him out, let him wander around Queens for a little while. Just feed him moonlight and hot sauce. Yeah. If you don't get me back into my coffin by 12 midnight, I'm going to turn into dust. Okay, well, then we'll wrap up quickly. All right. um, I guess first we should introduce our guest before we do anything else. Uh, Our guest may sound familiar if you listen to these chronologically. She is a friend of the show, and she was here for our last episode because this is kind of the same movie again. Uh, You know her. You love her. Please welcome Miss Tori Burmeister. Hey, it's great great to be back in Burbank. Yeah. It's it's good to have you here. How's the how's how's the weather? Uh it's you know, pretty dark outside. Can't really tell. Losing my voice a little bit so I can tell there's some ragweed in the air. Mm, yeah. But uh that's all I that's all I got going on. It's that season, baby. Um, for those of you who are listening, um, you might have thought that we would just do these two episodes, like, you know, record them back to back, just bang them out. We did not do that. There's time in between these. Um, so I don't think anybody remembers what we talked about before. Do you, do you remember what we talked about? I don't, uh, truly as soon as we do these, they leave my brain. Yeah. It's the movies too. It's kind of scary. It's like, I, it's like I take the memory out like Dumbledore, like Dumbledore and yeah. just put it in a uh, a pensive yep. or whatever it's called. We definitely talked about Mayor McCheese. Oh yeah, good old Mayor <laughs> McCheese. Oh, we did. add that to the list of things that we have to talk about again. Yeah, yeah. well, it didn't make it this time uh, because this time we did uh, the brand new remake of Under Wraps. Um, you may remember if you listened to this before that Under Wraps was the first decom. Disputedly, but we're just going to say it's the first DCOM. And now, for I think the 113th, they remade it. Uh, It came out on October 1st of 2021, uh, very recently to when we're recording this. And we're going to talk about it. And we're going to compare it to the first one. And we'll decide if it's better or if it's worse. And we're going to compare it to itself. And we're going to decide if it's worthy of anything. And we're going to make our best mommy impressions. But before we get into that, we're called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. Why is that, guys? It's because we got a nice little drink here. A nice little tasty drink. Uh, this one is fantastic. Why don't Before I, I editorialize anymore, James, tell us about this drink. This little sippy-doo... Is called a no spoilers. Oh, no spoilers. So I'm not going to tell anyone how it's made. Okay, <laughs> I don't, don't, don't tell me how it ends. This is how, this is how it starts. I'll tell you that. So it starts with two ounces of light tequila, uh, Blanco, 
the no color one, uh, and then an ounce of lime juice, a I would say like a tablespoon of honey or simple syrup or agave, whatever you got, uh, and then per drink about six to eight dashes of like any red hot sauce, like Cholula Valentino, uh, Frank's. Frank's. Uh, if you're going hotter, do it at your discretion. But yeah, do that over ice. It's pretty good. I'm a it's, fan. It's all of the things about a Bloody Mary I like and none of the things that I don't. Mm-hmm. What? You mean you don't like having a little hamburger attached to your Bloody Mary? <laughs> okay, no, that's no. kind of cool. And I would put a hamburger like a on there. Yeah, we're missing stick. that. <laughs> pizza stick. No, I don't know. Just to me, a Bloody Mary is more like it's 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 food that you drink. I don't know how that happened. I don't know who decided to make a drink like that, but uh, I don't know. This is pretty much all of the the drink parts of the drink, yeah, which I like. You can augment I, it. I think the word you're looking for is liquid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The drink parts of the drink. I love a spicy margarita, so this is mm. totally up my alley. Yeah. Um, but I also just want to say, like, Brandon's opinion about Bloody Marys is not the stand-in for everybody on this panel. Um, some of us love Bloody Marys. Just putting that out there. No, this is actually binding. When you yeah. come, when you signed that the that contract to come on this show, it said that every opinion I have must be your opinion for the rest of your life. Yes, Tori. Mm. There's also an okay. N- there's also an NDA, and you're not allowed to talk about any of this for like thirty years. Yeah. And finally, well, my lawyer's finishing work on an, a stolen antiquities case right now, but then I'm going to get back to you guys and no, this will okay. be a major lawsuit. The last piece, <laughs> this is something to look out for. This surprised me. Um, whenever you record an episode of this show, Tom Virtue becomes your uh, he, you go into a conservatorship where Tom Virtue, uh, he controls your estate. Yeah, don't believe that name. He is not pleasant. He's not virtuous in the least. But no, but no. that part I knew about, and I'm fine with it. I've made okay. my peace with it. Yeah, yeah, Steven Stevens is not what you think. <laughs> yeah, I'm allowed to <laughs> perform when I feel like it. I'm allowed to go live my life like a normal person, but when it comes to Tom Virtue, he gets the final say. Yeah, don't get yeah. mad. Get Steven. <laughs> if you want to make this drink you can we're going to post it on our instagram and i put, know you you probably saw a, a big gap uh and it's because i don't like instagram but it's coming back and hopefully by the time you're listening to this it will be back so check out our instagram at disney channel tipsy panel um and on that that page well like any of our drinks, I should add, feel free to put oh. string cheese in it and make yes. it look like a mummy. Yeah, cheese it up. Every cheese drink up, comes maybe. with a cheese it up option where you can add a string cheese. When we open our mm. Disney Channel tipsy panel bodega bar and we serve oh, drinks out of God. a bodega looking bar, that's going to be the one additional option on the menu aside from add espresso <laughs> shot will be to add cheese. Cheese it up for one dollar. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. We'll hollow it out like a straw. Yeah. For yeah. 60 bucks. <laughs> That's a real. Okay, we're on to something when we're thinking Bloody Marys. Cheese straw, uh, a bit of like a bacon rim, and then tater tot ice cubes. Oh, oh, and man. then just a, yep. just a stick of butter. Stick of butter. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> love it. Oh yeah, go to our Instagram. Uh, check out the recipe book that Brandon made. It's in our links. It's it's really fantastic, and cheese up all of the drinks. 
Let us know what you think. Cheese it up, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Under wraps. Um, the plot. Does anybody else want to take a shot at the plot? I think I did it last time. Okay. I'll do it. <sighs> Thank you. Um, so there are some kids and it's October and the kids go to their spooky neighbor's house and they find a mummy in the basement <sighs> and they got to help him uh, not die. Yeah. And um, they have to do the right thing. I feel like this one had less of a, like, Harry and the Hendersons vibe. Yeah. Like, th- I feel like in the last one, in, in the 1997 one, he was a lot more like a pet. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. And in this one, Harold seems to have, Harold is the mummy's name. Uh, he seems to have more autonomy. It seems like. I, I don't know. Do you, do you guys agree? Does it yes. seem that way? Okay, yeah. I'm not just making this up. I, I do agree. I I think my main problem with this movie versus the last one is that it's so much more sanitized. It yeah. was not as uh, gruesome or grotesque, and they totally transported it to the 21st century, which in some cases I think is appropriate, but in this case I thought it just sort of shined it up a little too much, and it, it wasn't as... Um, funny for that reason or or as um as fun well compare the opening scenes i was just identical exactly (laughs) i wish they were identical except less nazis fewer nazis no tom virtue no tom virtue getting his face stabbed in with a knife in the garbage disposal yes it was just had like is just great evidence for how practical effects can be way scarier than cgi this is a deliberate yeah. example of yeah. that in as my opinion. As, like, as soon as I saw Wardhead, I, I thought of the, what is it, the the Godfather quote, look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> oh my God, you're so right. <laughs> he just he just looks like dumb Slimer. Yeah. I, exactly, he looks like Slimer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did think it was cute that they named this one Wardhead for a new beginning as yeah. like a cute yeah. nod to a remake. Yeah, good reference. Um, but, but yeah, um, the, the movie follows all of the same like plot points. There's mm-hmm. very little, even the same changes. names, the same, same names, names. still Marshall and Gilbert and Amy only this time. I think the three kids are just a carbon copy of like the Harry Potter kids. Yeah. Like you have, yeah. you have the, the main kid who, I, I don't know. They, they, the protagonist doesn't matter. It's just there for everybody to act upon. Straight man. You yeah. have the, the scaredy cat best friend and you have the, the highly intelligent, motivated girl. Yeah, that, none of it. them had personalities Girl. at all. Like, they all sounded Amy like cartoons. was such like a snappy, mean jerk in the last one, and I loved it. And like she just was like, "Oh my gosh, a mummy!" Yeah, yeah. She had much better like one-liners in in the nineteen ninety-seven one, and this one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I think it's a good move to progress away from the dumb one-liners like you you can write better than that they're you know they they've moved past um you know 40 year olds writing lines that a 30 year old would say for a 15 year old the the people writing this are no longer fans of like the rat pack they're fans (laughs) of like everybody loves raymond (laughs) (laughs) and i'm sure to kids watching this they're they might have a twinge of like no one talks like this yeah but to us it feels more familiar (laughs) so i forget if we've actually talked about this 
on the podcast, but I think it needs to be said. There is a certain cadence that comes up in every single piece of Disney Channel media. I call it the, the Disney lie. It's whenever a kid is trying to hide something or lie about something. Well, uh, Brandon, what exactly are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about exactly oh, that. You're talking about this where you can practically hear their body shaking? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> and and their face always puts on the same they have the same dumb face every time. Like dumbfounded that someone's even talking to them. It's uh, at this point I'm mom, tired of it. Uh mom, um I got I got a lot of homework. I I not right now. I'm sorry. It has not changed since yeah. Like that's so Raven. Yeah. It's it must be the same acting coach. Like this 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 woman who was like sixty training Raven Simone, who was now eighty training mm-hmm. these kids on like how to do the Disney lie. Even the I don't line- know. I feel like it's older than that though. Like I feel like you hear that shit on like the Brady Bunch too, yeah. where kids will be like like it's less exaggerated, but they're still like, What? Uh I didn't break the vase. Like sure, I didn't sure. let the dog out. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Just how unconvincing and unbelievable even the line, you're home early. Like, mm-hmm. if anyone in real life heard somebody say that line, they go, I'm immediately suspicious. <laughs> but it's uttered in every one of these situations. Uh, you're home early. Yeah. Yeah, true. Oh, well, there's really not much we could do about that. <laughs> there's not much we can do about any of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's> so true. <laughs> Well, uh, until we make our own. Well, mm. all right. But we have to include all that stuff. That's the thing. These tropes have to be included. Otherwise, it's not a true decom. Yeah, but we're going to twist them all on their heads. It's, it's Wabi Sabi. The beauty is in the imperfections. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie did not pass the Bechdel test. But I felt like they gave the, the lady mummy... A backstory so that they could attempt to try to get it to pass the back test. They gave her a backstory? Yeah, that like the 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 docent that was giving them a tour around the museum like gives a whole backstory. Yeah. They say that in the movie and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, word I've never heard that movie that word in a movie before. Okay. The docent shit pissed me off because it was like at least in the seventies they like weren't even trying Mm -hmm. at all to approach a semblance of accuracy. But this shit makes you want to believe that, like, this person cares about Egyptology or anything at all. And instead, it's like, we know all of this stuff about these two mummies, very specific things about their emotions <laughs> and inner lives, about these two random fucking mummies that we have here. And I'm going to tell you all of the details on this tour and, like, encourage you to look at this mummy that has, like, gold eyeshadow on and blue <laughs> lipstick. And, and it boobs. just made me so mad. She still got boobs, too. Also, we're going to leave the mummy out in open air. Yeah, oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. And also it the was, other like, one more got culturally insensitive to pretend that there was a docent who was knowledgeable on the subject. <laughs> it wound up backfiring. Uh, they tried. I like that take. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a very informed take that... I don't think would have crossed my mind at all. A revisionist <laughs> history of under wraps to under wraps again. <laughs> it's under wraps unwrapped. <laughs> so um, let's talk about what's his name? Mr. Kubot. Yeah. The bad yeah. guy. Kubot. Yeah. Kubot. He was right. way less sinister. So much yeah. less sinister. However, um, 
I would like to point out about the actor whose name I don't remember. I wrote it down. It's Bra- Brent State. Um, Ugh, yeah, course. Brent State. I assumed that they just got, I assumed they got a younger guy because like Mr. Kubot in the first movie was old and this one he looks a lot younger. No, he's like 62. He just yeah. looks really good for 62. That's, yeah. People now just look better when they're older. Yeah. yeah. And also there's better lighting because yeah. Disney mm-hmm. Channel can afford that now. Um, yeah. But he was way less threatening. Well, the dudes in the last movie all looked like villainous, whereas these guys just look like pickup truck guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, the, the Disney villain has just been watered down. The Disney Channel villain can't be too threatening. Mm-hmm. They can't be skilled in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, and they cannot have any weapon that could cause, like, an incision or, or like create a hole in a body bodily harm, essentially. Well, I mean, you could use a blunt object, which is what they do. Like one guy has a wrench. Right. Somebody has like, somebody's got one of those, like, like, um, it's not like a, a tie bow stick. They have oh, like, um, you yeah. know, uh, like a, a, a fight, judo a bow, stick, a bow staff. A a bow staff. staff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that, yeah, that was in cool. the last, in the original, they had a gun. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if they've had a gun in any other. Well, we, we, if we go through the archives, we'll figure it out. But I don't know if they've had a gun in any other Disney Channel original movie. They had yeah. them in the premieres. Right. I don't know about the Disney Channel original movies. We'd they might have just. I would that. be interested to know because I found that pretty surprising. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. Um, one of our listeners who keeps track of these better than we do, please email us DisneyChannelTipsyPanel at gmail.com. We want to know. We need fact checkers. They, what they didn't have in this movie, they also didn't have in the original, which was a reason for conflict. Mm-hmm. Because in the original, it was either the mummy, if the mummy doesn't get back into his sarcophagus by midnight, he'll die. But if he does get back, he'll die better he'll re-die thumbs up on that one but in this one it's like if the mummy gets back into his sarcophagus he'll die thumbs up and if he doesn't he'll turn to dust and the the villains want the mummy for resale value so it doesn't benefit anyone yeah it might actually be better for him to turn into a pillar of dust yeah but then, so then I liked, the bad guys actually in the last really one, lose. he was also going to be a, a pillar of dust. Sorry, uh, my voice is cracking. But in the last one, he was also going to be a pillar of dust. But I thought in this one, they kind of addressed it by like the Kubot didn't know until they got to the warehouse that about the dust thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the original, it seemed like they just didn't address it at all. Yeah, it just feels like everyone, heroes and villains, should be working together to get the mummy back into his his sweet mummy bed. Yeah, yeah, we want him to get a good night's sleep. Yeah, the, the well, I guess. Do the villains know about the three day rule? Probably not, because because what's her name that owns the shop was Buzzy. the one Buzzy, <laughs> soy face lady, soy face lady somehow. Uh, decodes hieroglyphics and also the hieroglyphics rhyme which is definitely <laughs> i don't know anything about hieroglyphics it's definitely impossible for them to lock that's rhyme. just her translation though. yeah it's you like also when, can't just like casually decode hieroglyphics but. yeah sure you can it's easy i do it all the time <laughs> all see that bird do. it means bird <laughs> I, I, also are they like sentence i don't anyway 
but she is the only one, so I don't think that the villains know about the three-day rule. Yeah, I think uh, you're probably right. I think they're like, oh, this mummy's going to be here forever, but the kids are like, well, he'll turn to dust. But they should let him turn to dust and arrest the guys. Yeah, yeah, you can do both. Because then his soul, I think his soul's more restless when he's not dust. Perhaps. Well, they don't want the mummy to turn into dust because he's their friend. He's their friend, but like... Mm. Yeah, but he's going to go in, away for like ever. Everyone they know in real life is going to turn to dust eventually. Yeah. Them too. Someone should have told these kids that. <laughs> yeah, by the way, you're going to become dust. He's, he's the only, he's maybe the only being and the other mummy that won't become dust. You're going to do that. Perhaps after 113 Disney Channel original movies. That's the only plot that we haven't really explored. The inevitability of our mortality. Hmm. That everybody you know will die. This, <laughs> this movie's called show, Death everybody. Becomes Her. <laughs> Let's. All right. Um, so we've spent the last however long just kind of comparing this to the original. What I would like to do real quick is I think we should go around and everybody should say one thing that they liked that was unique to this movie. I can go first. Um, I liked that this is possibly the first Disney Channel original movie ever to break the the trope that I bring up all the time, the anyone can just walk into a function trope. Huh. Because the bad guys couldn't just walk in. There was a teen girl <laughs> outside collecting tickets. And she was like, you have to be in costume. And he was like, I'm, I'm an antiquities dealer. <laughs> Which I guess he is. I'm a dealer of stolen antiquities. And she just goes, okay, $5. And presumably they paid. So I, I, I liked that they finally broke that uh, stereotype. Okay. I, I respect your choice there. I, um, thank you. I like this one that uh, mom's boyfriend, Ted, is a cool guy. Yeah. 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 Ted's a nice guy. Yeah, he was really nice. Genuine. I don't really have anything other to say, yeah, except he's cool, out. and he likes mummy movies with, uh, with Marshall's mummy. He would be <laughs> the only one in our decom dad hour, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no he would dads. be. Yeah, and I, I think just by the nature of the movie, he gets an A. I don't think we need to spend too much time on that. Yeah, he's a great guy. I liked that they clearly put a lot of effort into having a more um, representative cross-section of their viewers, you know, more diversity. They Not that there were L- LGBT elements visible in the story, but they did say that what, What's-Her-Name had two dads. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, Amy. Yeah. That's what I thought her name was, but it seemed too normal. She also had had a patch on her jean jacket with her pronouns. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yes. Oh, wow. I I saw that, too. And for some reason, I thought that was she and her, which (laughs) I thought that was like a band. You mean like she and him? Yeah, exactly. Isn't that the Zoe Station M. Ward band? Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's just a huge she and him fan. Yep. But that was the only thing I liked about this movie, actually. Spoiler alert, I didn't like it. Oh, boy. A surprise. I liked Harold's function a little bit more in that he was less of like a bumbling liability. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> more than I think about that, I don't know if I like that more. <laughs> now that I say it out loud, like... <laughs> 
Ma- mainly what I liked is that he definitely killed people in this movie. <laughs> oh, he sure. straight up punched people across the room. Through stone walls. Hit them with full ice cream cones. Yeah. F- fully killed people. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, cool. A movie with a death toll. Yeah. <laughs> that would be my F-bomb, too, is for the kids just go, holy shit, they fucking died. <laughs> Harold, you fucking killed four people. Uh, yeah, they could have explained his superhero strength. Yeah. I think that's just a mummy That's just thing. how mummies are. You, know, I, you don't work out. fill in a lot of blanks. Yeah, either you a don't... mummy is magic or they're really strong, I guess. I don't know. Just no, uh, no pump. They spend and iron all the time in years. their sarcophagus just lifting weights. Yeah, just That's lifting the do. top up and down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tori, what do you like about this There's movie? layers. Um, I liked <laughs> the part where the mummy had an existential crisis, staring at himself in the mirror, mm-hmm. uh, and then decided, "Fuck it, maybe I'll just be scary." <laughs> Tori, Tori, you know history. Did they have mirrors four thousand years ago? Ooh. Um, they could really highly polish metal, so sort of. Sure. Um, okay. But I know that during like Louis the <clears> Fourteenth, <throat> the reason that there's a hall of mirrors at Versailles is because mirrors were considered kind of a new technology. Oh. So it was like a really expensive room to build and just basically a major flex. Like, look at all the mirrors I can fill this room with because I have all of France's money. Wow. Um, but they did have ways of looking at themselves. Yeah. Sure. Mostly highly polished metal. My first thought was that there's no way this guy doesn't know like what a reflection is. But then yeah. it occurred to me that he's probably just more shocked that, oh, right, I'm covered in bandages and I look like yeah. a monster. Right. Like, yeah. he didn't he didn't watch that go down. Yeah. It's like when I get sick, if I'm, like, feverish and I, like, wake up and go to the bathroom and I see the mirror, I'm like, wow, I look like shit. <laughs> that, that's how I imagine he was like, oh, my God, like, I'm so dead. Yeah. He, he like, plays with his jaw a little bit. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. Um, one last thing about mirrors: there are like cool statues from the ancient world of like women looking at themselves in mirrors and stuff. So I like that. They definitely, they definitely had them. It's, it's funny. I feel like I've seen those in museums, and it looks like they're taking selfies. Like if the object that they were looking into is gone, it looks like a cell phone, and it's so funny. Yeah. That's that. More things change, the more they stay the same. Am I right? <laughs> Uh, put your records on <laughs> okay um let's do the decom f-bomb i think this is a good time yeah I, sh- I shared mine already you did already okay so um you you guys know the routine f-bomb you get to drop it once in a pg-13 movie where would you do it um, okay fine i'll go harold committed fucking murder <laughs> <laughs> okay this is non-traditional um, I didn't really find a place where like I thought an F-bomb would really stand out. So I went with something a little different. Um, it's, it's really just more like PG. I guess it's PG-13 now by, by certain standards. So Harold finally sees his, his mummy girlfriend for the first time. And as was the case in the last movie, um, this mummy has boobs for no reason at all. 
Just because it's a woman. So, so you know it's a girl mummy. A nice, yeah. shapely, booksome mummy. <laughs> and blue eyeliner. And just, blue eyeliner. Just to really yeah. drive the point home. So I think it would be funny that as soon as he sees her, the camera like cuts to her boobs, and he like does like a, you know, hubba hubba, ooga, ooga, like a train whistle pops out of his head, and he starts pulling it. Like uh, He starts slamming a mallet over the top of him. <laughs> uh, steam builds up in his head and like explodes. Um <laughs> His tongue rolls out. Yeah. And he has to like pull it back in with his own hands. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I think, I think that would be a good bit. His face turns into a wolf and he starts howling. Yo, that would be epic. Yeah. Epic, sir. You've won the internet for today. That's enough internet for me. Okay. Yeah. That's, (laughs) that's my not really an F-bomb F-bomb. Um, I think, well, I could put mine one of two places and it's actually pretty lame. So the first one is when, um, Dracula is in the haunted house at the, um, middle school dance and everybody seems to be ignoring him and he would just like take off his costume or like rub his makeup off and be like, Oh, fuck this. Um, yes. (laughs) Before we go to the other F-bombs, I do want to talk about that for just a second because, the haunted house that they designed was legitimately creepy. Like in a lot of the places, it was very narrow corridors and there were like flashing lights and like there was a creepy clown hallway and there was like, uh, like just scary arms, ju- like reaching out to grab you. And then the vampire was in like a living room. Like it was very light in there. And there's nothing scary at all, except there's just like a coffin that he walks out of. Like, of course, no one's going to be scared. They gave him, like, the break room. (laughs) Well, maybe um, it was supposed to be scarier, and it wasn't, and that's why he's exasperated. I guess so. Yeah, he. I don't think it's his fault, though. I think they they set him up for failure. He's like a what-we-do-in-the-shadows vampire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, he's like Nandor. Yeah, or Vladimir the Poker. (laughs) Anyway, my backup F-bomb is when the sticky remote falls off the ceiling. Mom would just go, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that would be very good. Yeah, so that's that. Sticky remote. The sticky remote. Uh, Okay, mine is there's a teenage expert in this whole game that we're playing. And when she is first introduced to the mummy, because she's uh, knows all things macabre, uh she's like he's dead he's dead he's dead he's dead 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 he's dead he's dead for like 30 seconds so like she's just gotta throw in a he's fucking dead in there yeah she could she could have used point buzzy Buzzy. the soy face buzzy (laughs) i don't know why the kid every time he said buzzy maybe it was also because i had it sped up i was watching it on one and a half speed it sounded like he was saying bubby Bubby. Like, um, uh, like a grandma. Oh, my God. Like a grandma or um, that Cartoon Network show, The Whale Was Bubby. Oh, uh, oh uh, Flapjack. 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 Yeah. Oh, what a but, good like, show. Yeah. Like uh, And They Came Together. Yeah. When Paul, when, when <laughs> oh, Paul Rudd uh, meets, is like, Bubby, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Underrated movie. Such a good uh. movie. I have um, seen that movie three times in the last four months. Probably. That's amazing. Um, my F-bomb, <clears throat> right before they go into the warehouse, uh, Gilbert says to Marshall, he goes on this whole rant about how this is actually dangerous. 
And he goes, dude, we're 12. So I think he should have just said, dude, we're fucking 12. <laughs> yeah, that would have been valid. Absolutely. Really a shame that Gilbert did not drive a car through a wall in this movie. Yes. I know that was really lacking. I know. All, he, he just like, he did like an Indiana Jones. Like a global guts swing. Yeah. And instead, so our replacement for him driving through a wall in a hearse was him having a weird obsession with a purple-eyed panda. Yeah, yeah not as good of a storyline. And we, did we ever get, like, a, a a closure to that? Did he get the panda? No, no there was no closure. It was just thrown in for no discernible reason. It was no discernible reason, but it was how he saved Harold. He did, like, a carnival game throw of the amulet onto right. his neck, and then Harold was able, able to, again murder four people <laughs> they're really, really really reaching there really should have just been a, a moment like at the in the last like scene where harold or not harold where gilbert just like has a purple-eyed panda yeah if it happened i might have missed it he it, it was didn't. like it didn't happen okay it was like a like a different movie when he saw the purple-eyed panda. Yeah. It was yeah, like it was Scott like, Pilgrim all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Or like the dream sequence in The Big Lebowski. Yes. Right. Yes. For no reason. Like, they didn't do anything. They didn't capitalize on that. I they could have had, that. like, a whole, like, one-minute cool. thing. I, I like that. In fact, they should have had the purple-eyed panda speak to him. Yeah. Like, when he was <laughs> outside talking had... to the owl. Oh, yeah, I really think it should have been a bigger part of the movie if they were going to put it yeah. in at all. And instead, there was like no payoff. And it was Hi, Gilbert. It's me, the purple-eyed panda. Well, I was literally just going to say they should have gotten Bill Fagerbacky back to do uh, the voice of the Why purple. don't you go oh. save your friends, Gilbert? Yeah. It's the right thing to do. I know you were only fucking 12, but <laughs> <laughs> you might thank yourself later. Yeah. The, the, the purple-eyed panda has to deliver the F-bomb. <laughs> That's my my tertiary f bomb, my C suite <laughs> of f bomb. C suite. Oh my god, I have a really important thing to talk about. It's maybe the best song to have ever happened in any of oh. these movies. There was a lot of weird music in this one. So after every single song, I was just like, "Yeah, that's a song." No, yeah. okay, so so. I mean, you might not even really notice it in the movie um, when they're in Buzzy's like cur- curiosity shop, and she's explaining stuff about like you know mummy history. Harold is watching a small TV. Yes. Oh my! And on oh, yes. the TV is like an animation of just skeletons dancing, and the song. Is called Bop Dem Bones. It's so good. <laughs> it's it, it's an electro swing song. Um, maybe we'll edit it in, and if we did, it would go right here. But it's so goddamn good. It was it was a highlight. It, it's I, I'm surprised that Disney has not done like an electro swing song here before because I don't know why. But Electro Swing gives me, like, adult Disney vibes. Like, you know, people who, who are still really into Disney are probably also into Electro Swing. I don't know. Maybe this is just, like, a random association for me. But, like, they, they, I bet there's an overlap. Like, there's this song that's actually called Spooky Scary Skeletons, which is, like, kind of an Electro mm-hmm. Swing mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. And that is what this reminds me of for obvious reasons. Yeah. And, yes, I feel like you're a Disney adult if you like that song. Well, <laughs> so, have you actually liked it? Well, after 
I watched this movie last night and today I was like, you know, I'm going to listen to Caravan Palace again because oh it's been a God. really long time. And you know what? It, it, it still holds up. It, I saw them live. I saw them live like five years ago, and they do put on a very good show. They know what they're doing. Probably the most popular electro swing band, which I guess isn't really saying very much. I checked. They have 1.9 million monthly listeners on Spotify, so they do have a following. Wow. Swing is live. Right behind this podcast. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that, that moment, I wrote down the note, and I don't even have to look at my notes to know. 42 minutes in. Pop them bones, pop them bones. Also, the animation that's going on the TV is so good, really good. Yeah, him doing his little dance. I that was the that was the highlight of the movie. Yes, for sure. This this movie was far more expensive than its predecessor. Yeah, but was it better? Was it better? That's the real question. Can you throw money at something until it's better? Disney tries to solve that question. There were yeah. some other good songs. That, well, not that they were good, but they were quote unquote good. Um, the one that um, the viral video of Harold was set to. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember the lyrics, but the one with his dance was just his arms wildly flailing up. And oh, down. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, Where did he a learn those moves? From the skeleton. In the grave. Do you think do you think they brought do you think they made up another like da- like a dancer actor in that whole costume no, of the because, mummy because um For phil wright scene. phil wright is the guy who played the mummy and he is a choreographer so he just did oh. yeah oh well that was smart it was like yeah. first smart. first they got a voice actor to go oh <laughs> but like really it's the moves on the mummy that yeah you gotta that be makes able to the character yeah the, the mummy has to have panache so true um I'm just looking else, looking to see what else I liked. Oh, oh here's s- another thing. In that same scene um, where the mummy was dancing and they're at like the Halloween party, um, I noticed two costumes in the crowd that uh, were interesting. Uh, first, uh, Left Shark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Katy Perry Super Bowl performance. That's a really good costume. That's a good one. Not um, relevant at all, but good. I, I don't like. We all know somebody that. on the writing team got a really big kick out of that little detail. Yes. And it like made all, their week. everybody who is here in this room on this podcast was like, probably we. we I think we were all in college when that happened, yeah. roughly. Yeah. Um. So like on the internet, very on as online as you could be in like 2012. Um. I don't like the you know the the kids the market for this movie probably wouldn't remember that is that still a relevant meme i don't think so i hardly remembered it i mean i didn't remember what it was till you said it i was like oh haha baby shark that's what i thought that was again it's the everybody loves raymond ecosphere of this in that it's a it might be relevant to a writer but to the audience who the fuck cares right Right. On that note, wouldn't it be great if Ray Romano was just the mummy? And he didn't try to, uh, he did try to be a mummy. He was just Ray Romano. I wish Ray Romano was the stepdad. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. And then it could good. be like great. in the original where the stepdad is also the mummy. Yeah, right. uh, exactly. Marshall. Marshall. 
I think we saw. I, I mean, unfortunately, because of his role in The Irishman, Ray Romano's price went way, way up. Way up. Hey, Marshall, I got some croissants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when we make our decom, we're putting ninety percent of the budget into getting Ray Romano. Doesn't matter what he's doing. Hmm, he's what's 90% of $20? Um, um, oh, <laughs> it's his rate. It's, it's his quote. It's just B-roll, and then it's just Ray Romano going, yay. Do you it. think <laughs> we could supercut all the decoms we've watched to make one coherent movie? Because I think Ooh. we could. Yes, because like but 60% like percent of the scenes in the movie, in like, you know, all the movies from like before 2010 are just one-liners. Yeah. Okay. So you can who, absolutely make conversations out of those. Who knows a 12-year-old that we could borrow for an afternoon or two to, to play the main character? My, yeah, my let's, youngest cousin would do oh, that. Oh, I have yeah, some there we nieces go. and nephews who would be super into this idea. Great. So I definitely they, have a couple They cousins, will be yeah. the plot and we'll just superimpose them with other scenes from from quote real movies this is this is and everyone loves raymond and it's called everyone loves decom and it's starring (laughs) starring one person (laughs) (laughs) and there's an f-bomb somewhere yeah huge it's just yeah it's just the one f-bomb said by Said by Tori's niece or nephew or Ryan's cousin. Yeah, can well, either of them play basketball? It yes. doesn't matter. It doesn't but matter. There it must be matter. a basketball in the movie. Yeah. It doesn't He's have just, to be shot, but it yeah. has to be yeah. there. Are they willing to wear a shirt with the words basketball and or a, just a picture of a basketball on mm-hmm. it? Well, they so, will they, for they our, got the job. We got the big budget of $20. Yeah. I mean, we could pay. I was going to say for $20, children who listen to this, this could be you. Mm-hmm. $8 of that will go towards us taking a trip to Kohl's to get a shirt that just says basketball. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the money, I think, is going to go to Ray Romano, too. Yeah. So you're just going to have to be into it. Yeah. It's for exposure. We're, we're looking for funding. <laughs> The other thing that I wanted to say in the dance, there was a costume of the guy dressed as the zombie from the movie Zombies. We haven't watched it yet, but I did notice it because I've seen the poster before. He was pale. Oh. He had green hair. They like a- focused a shot on him twice for no reason, and it's because it was another Disney character. This this is my head, and this is where that reference went. Ryan, and- we're on a podcast. Nobody can see this. So my head, my head is here. And this is where the reference went. Oh, okay. So, like, yes. over your head. Spatially, yes. It went okay. over my head. Okay. I understand. You're just, you're just kind of describing a zombie, Brandon. How specific? Well, no, no. It's the zombie. Oh. There's oh. only one movie about zombies, and it's called Zombies, and it's mm. a musical on Disney And Channel. it's called The Walking Movie. <laughs> it's... Um... Cool. Right. I have like I really don't on. have not a lot. I don't have a lot of notes on this one. Oh, my only other note is we all love we all loved loved that the mummy was obsessed with hot sauce. It was absolutely crucial to the yep. plot. Yes, loved it. Why, yeah. Why wasn't it honey? It started but out as honey. My problem with this was mm. that mummies get all of their organs removed. <laughs> so how can he fucking eat? Where is it going? What's happening to it? It would be very funny 
if throughout the movie we started to notice just a red patch increasingly larger on his butt. <laughs> that's what I, that would have been. That's a missed oh. opportunity. Yeah. Well, on the subject of um, viscera and uh, like the the physical being of of the mummy, when he was being dragged by the bus. Yes. Like how come he didn't turn into a pillar of dust then? How come his yes. arm didn't just get ripped off? Right. Yeah. Like that, that would, would happen to a human. Yeah. So brittle. Right. Or like at least his bandages would have been, you know, worn away, revealing his fairly decomposed corpse. I mean, right. That was to me one of the biggest plot holes there was. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Agreed. Oh, I also want to say justice for Bruce, who was way better and more charming than Buzzy. No offense. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> Buzzy is just quirky. Buzzy Bruce, had no Bruce, like interesting qualities whatsoever. Just yeah, Bruce had feel heart. annoyed. The Bruce fact that heart. Bruce was lonely, like gave yeah. him personality. I'm glad that Buzzy is just you know fine with with who she is, but she was just like just wallpaper, like nothing yeah. going on there. That was where I think they took the representation thing too far because of course they were like, oh, we have to make the quirky comic book weirdo a, a woman, and you know then it's like, not realistic. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Is this the is this the episode of the podcast where we where we go on a rant about wokeness and we get canceled? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm, I'm totally time. kidding. But I think that they just basically didn't make her interesting at all. And they at no, least like yeah. made yeah. Bruce like pretty funny and like, I don't know, clumsy and like pathetic. He drove a hearse. <laughs> so did she. Did she? I yeah. thought it was just like, like a four by four. No, it was a hearse. They just oh, okay. wrote her way too sugary. Yeah. 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 Bruce, if she had been like really dry and like almost a Wednesday Adams type, that would have been fun and like an interesting take. Instead, she's just like a live journal type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, he's dead. He's dead. He's (laughs) dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. I'm so excited because he doesn't have a pulse. I think it's you're right, Tor. It's like a subtle difference, but Bruce, you got the sense that these kids hung around because they thought he was cool and other people didn't. I got the sense from Buzzy that she was like, I relate to these kids because I'm a kid. Yeah, yeah a it was weird. Vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. A hearse. said it well. What would Buzz you guys want to drive if you could drive any car? Uh, Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Oh, that's mm. good. LL Bean Boot. 2005 mm. Kia Spectra. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brown mm-hmm. Kia Sportage. <laughs> Taco truck. Yeah, oh, that's good. Tori? Um, probably like one of those things that they sell Italian ice out of. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like the oh, little yeah. bike. If mm-hmm. I could put yeah. a motor on one of those. I like that. Mm. I want to drive a subwoofer with no tailpipe. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like every person in Woodside and Astoria, Queens. Just a <laughs> Love it. That's it. A really shitty Honda Civic. Yeah. Drive a subwoofer. <laughs> with no tailpipe. No tailpipe. All right. I'm pouring through my notes to see what else was interesting. Um, I, I got something. The basement where they find the mummy for the first time is just impossibly gigantic. Yeah. Like they don't hear Gilbert screaming because mm. they're on the other side of the basement. 
Also, uh, my mom's basement was like that, and that house is built in like the 1700s. Mm. It happens Colonial. with old houses. And honestly, if we were to find a mummy, it'd probably be down there. That's true. Um, however, this is definitely another one of those Canadian movies. I, I, I can't imagine. Ooh, they get well, hold on, Brandon. We just said we weren't going to get too over wokeness. I don't want you to say anything you might regret. <laughs> Not another Canadian movie. No, you know what? I think I could handle being canceled by Canada. That would be fun. <laughs> oh, if hey, just Canada canceled hey, uh, us. Hey, Brandon, I'm, I'm real sorry, but uh, we, we didn't like what you said there, eh? Oh, well, you can suck a toonie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had an observation that the mummy sounded like Tim Allen doing his over and over. And over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and also wanted to know what everyone thought of the Alexa knockoff Terry. Oh, my, OK. I actually did like Terry uh, because I do have Alexa in my apartment and um I, I, it just, it just turns on and does all the wrong things all the time. I think everybody can relate to the joke of, oh, you want me to order 13 bags of birdseed? And then he just goes, ah, oh, 14 bags of birdseed. All right. Alexa, open Facebook. <laughs> Can't. Facebook's down. Sorry, that's not going to be relevant when this episode That's comes not even out. relevant now. Yeah. No, it's fine. It'll go oh, down. Are we all again. still buying GameStop stock? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. We all got silly bands and <laughs> uh, what else? Razor scooters. Can't believe. Oh, we go I to the did store have one other feet. thing that I really wish <laughs> happened in this movie. Um, they go to the ice cream factory and there's that penguin statue. And at one point they put the amulet on the penguin statue and that the penguin should have come should've, to life. Yes. Yes. Wow. Why didn't they Absolutely. do that? Why didn't they do that? Such a missed opportunity. Wow. That's the better movie. It's not about wow. the mummy. It's about the amulet. And yeah. whatever it's about an ice cream penguin. And then it's a little like Lord of the Ringsy. It landed on his little wow. fin, and I was like, oh my God, the penguin's going to come to life. And then it didn't happen. And I was just devastated. It was a deleted idea. scene. It, actually, okay, wait. Okay, Newsy That's what our movie's about. It comes to life. And it has no place in this plot whatsoever. It's like, oh, 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 what the, what the fuck? <laughs> What's going on? Where the fuck am I? I don't know what's happening. I'm a big penguin in an ice cream factory. Help. <laughs> it was a great penguin and it deserved yeah. more than what it got. Agreed. All right. Is it, is it time? It's uh, never time. We love these movies so much that we could just talk about them for hours, as we rightfully should and mm -hmm. have. Yeah. Oh, one last thing. The big boss over Kubot. They had oh. a scene where she very gratuitously ate an octopus tentacle that right. I found chilled me to my very core. So I would yes. say yeah. that was the most disturbing part of this movie. Good scene. Agreed. It was effective. It was, it was offensive. offensive. I thought... <laughs> I thought they were going to go the route of her having something supernatural or natural about herself, mm. meaning like she's a, a mummy or like is like trying to collect all these amulets and like resurrect an army. Like I thought Ooh. they were going to go there yeah. because of that's how, a movie. 
But like it was how unnaturally she ate that octopus and how much like joy she found in it that made me think that. But no. Pleasure. Yeah. Pleasure. Yeah. Not just joy. Yeah. That would be of... a really good movie. Was there any reason for her to be in the movie? No. 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 Mm-mm. No. I, I think the writers. Who run the world? Girls. Yeah. Yeah. That was the whole I, reason. I think the writers, like we identified when we watched the old one, saw it and went, What does Kubot do? And then they just came up with, they were like, Oh, he's got a boss and she's an antique. Like, they were like, Is Kubot like the guy? Mm. Well, so the original maybe. is like, He's running from the IRS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no mention of the IRS in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Should have been. Are we getting dumber as a society where children don't know if you have about the ask, IRS? If you have to ask. Kids love taxes. The and next they hate big, being audited. The next <laughs> big TikTok trend is doing your taxes. It's smearing wow. feces on my tax forms. <laughs> That's not going to be relevant either by the time this episode comes out. No one's going to get that. Don't stay awake for too long. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's. We're, we're we're done. Let's rate this movie. Um, thumbs up or thumbs down? Did you like it or did you not like it? For all of those of you who don't know, we have a very simple system here on the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. You yeah, I just said it. Oh it my god! Did you even listen? And apologies to those who do not have thumbs. You, you can, can gesture up or gesture down. Yeah. You can verbally confirm. Verbally your... confirm or just, yeah. Yeah. There, there are ways. You, like you could, as a mommy, you could go ah or ah. Yeah, that was pretty obvious, was actually. Good. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Um, I guess I'll start it off. Um, I gave the 1997 one a thumbs down, and I don't think I would change that necessarily. But God, this one was worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a thumbs down. Um, with the only caveat that Bob Dem Bones is the best song to come out of any Disney Channel movie to date. I respect your opinion, but I still think um, 13th Year has the best song. I'm so glad you said that because after I found Bop Dem Bones on YouTube, I immediately went to listen to the 13th Year song to see like which one is better. Is it the one that's like actual like quality or the one that's so bad it's truly incredible? (laughs) And, And they're just in different leagues. They're... It's, you know, how do you choose between your two children? Apples like, and oranges, baby. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry I interjected there, but... No, it's okay. Thumbs yeah. down. It sucks. Yeah. Th- this one was definitely worse. And uh, I think probably the only redeeming qualities it had were the fact that it was so um, representative and also the fact that it might lead you to the last one. Like, if you watch this one, that you might also watch the 1997 one. But that being said, they were both just horrible pieces of trash. And I know I, I think I gave the 97 one a thumbs up. You did. Because it was like fun. This one was just totally devoid of fun. And I felt like it would have been more fun if they had done a shot for shot remake. Um, mm. Instead, they just like took the script and like poorly edited it. And, you know, it was one of those edits where you're doing it at like three o'clock in the morning and you write like. A the is, you know, like your <laughs> your grammar just gets all fucked up. So in conclusion, <laughs> thumbs down is the A the rating I am give. 
<laughs> the under wraps. Wow. Uh, okay, I'm going to go. I give this one a thumbs down, but I would like to apologize for all of those who worked on the 1997 version because I'd like to retroactively improve my score of the original. Oh. Wow. Because, you know, this one was just so bad that it's only fair that I make right by my past mistakes and give the original under wraps the rapping a thumbs up. Wow. Is is this the first, the first time, time we've ever done this? The first time in DCOM history. Well, okay, not DCOM history, but in DCTP, that's Disney Channel Tipsy Panel history, is someone re-editing their score. And I get to do that because I actually own majority stakes in this podcast. That's true. Because uh, I put down 20 a, bucks at the beginning. It was huh. an unfortunate deal, but I had to take it. That's the same 20 bucks that's funding our, our <laughs> own DCTP. That's yeah. right. It's, Man, I wish I could say this podcast costs zero dollars. Yeah, me too. All right. We got three thumbs down and a retroactive thumbs up for a different movie. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if I'm not uh, mistaken, Tori has yet to rate this film. Oh, so. yeah. Um, definitely thumbs down. Uh, so as Ryan said earlier, there was some great diversity. There were some some nods to uh, LGBTQ representation, um, more diversity in the cast. All of those were positives, but it didn't uh, do any work towards making the problematic aspects of the original any better and actually they've managed to make it even more culturally insensitive than the original um, to the point that I would actually call this one like borderline racist, which I think is ironic. Um, and I also agree that it was devoid of fun, like with the exception, exception of course, of Bob Dem Bones. Um, Bop Dem Bones, Bop Dem Bones. It was just like joyless for me. I, I really felt like I was suffering through it. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to modern decoms. <laughs> yeah, welcome to this podcast. The I old think ones are so much better. Yeah, I think of the modern ones that we've watched. There's uh, maybe there's only two that I gave a thumbs up. Which were and what? I'm the one who likes them. Uh, How to Build a Better Boy, mm -hmm. um, and uh, Bad Hair Day. Bad and also Bad, Bad Hair, Hair Day. Day. I wanna I wanna edit because it has come to my attention that. Um, the, f the female lead of that, the woman who's the mom in Good Luck Charlie is very anti-vax and anti-mask and like goes to all of like her, her school district's meetings to like protest wearing masks in schools. Um, so I, she sucks and, uh, that's very unfortunate. I May she have nothing hard. but bad hair days no, from here on out. Agreed. Uh, here, here. I, I know the answer to this is probably social media, but I have to ask, how did it come to your attention that she is so anti -vax? I called her. <laughs> we were talking, and she was just like, oh, so I went yeah. to my school board meeting. I was like, really? Oh, why'd you do that? Hey, Brandon e needed a e refill on his actor. ivermectin. It's not yeah. a mask, it's a muzzle. Guys, does, uh, this is me officially requesting the proper dosage for ivermectin. It's 100. I'm 5'10", 170 pound male. I just want to know, am I taking too much? I'm doing like, I'm doing Let like 
guess one one like um like a thimble a day. Mm. Just, well, just let me tell ask me you how this, much to take. Brandon, how many hands tall are you? <laughs> oh man, oh I've measured. I, I'm I'm a good I'm a good like seventeen hands. Uh-huh. I got that's, height. That's 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 very large. How many? That's um, extremely large. That? <laughs> okay, seven, yeah, seventeen hands. I think that's like eight and a half feet tall. How many cubits yeah. is that? How many cubits? Um, it's. I'm going more to hands. recommend you sit in your car, and you put it. You, you get you get in an old car and you leave the ignition on and then you fall asleep and that should do the trick. Amazing, okay. thank you. Um, yeah, Facebook is down, so I haven't been able to get all of my uh, medicines. Mark, somebody charge Mark Zuckerberg. He ran out of batteries. Guys, Mark Zuckerberg lost seven billion dollars. Does that mean we all, every human on Earth, gets a dollar? That would be great. Wow, I, could, I would love it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have one more rating. Oh, will it be a thumbs up? Dun, 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 dun. Do it, James. It's a uh, thumbs down. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, everything you guys said, very devoid of, of heart. I, I think it feels more familiar because it just looks more modern. Mm-hmm. So in that way, I was like, oh, it, it's going to be more digestible, but it's not. It's just the pace and the the structure of it makes no sense. Also, I I don't know why it was such a faithful remake because truly who is this for yeah like the no one who is of the age where they watch the disney channel except us but (laughs) no one who's of the age where they watch the disney channel as like a majority child consumer is going to remember it at all just change it just fix all the problems but they didn't they wanted to keep it i don't know and they didn't even include the little kid who carries around a rag in case he has to wipe stuff up god W- Wendell? Wow, Wendell. that's a mummy. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to see my scab? <laughs> a- adding to the consensus, thumbs yeah. down. Okay. First one's better. Yeah. I don't remember what I gave it, but it's definitely better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did we all mutually agree that this one sucked? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, they didn't even have fun costumes. The last one, like, what's his name, dresses up like Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Oh, yeah. yeah. This time, what did they have? Um, they had uh, the Halloweaster bunny. That was good. It is really funny. He's a nice guy. It, it's really funny in, in the age of, like, you know, in mid 21st century at this point, how. Because Disney is a company, they can only do like you, your your costumes can't be anything in pop cult. Your your costumes yeah. can't be anything branded. They have to just be like a ghost or a vampire or the big inflatable T Rex costume. It can't be anything that's noticeably an IP. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're probably right about that. They should have had Marshall be Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, yeah. As a throwback to the (laughs) the Dennis Dennis Rodman. Rodman. That would be great. Or Zion. Yeah, Uh I like that. I'm Zion Williamson. Um, I'm sorry. I have one other thing to respond to in this movie, which I do think is significant. Um, In the scene where Amy meets Gilbert and Marshall, where like they're paired together at the museum, like they have to be a group together. There's no like stupid gender norms that come up in this like you st- you strangers are going to be paired together. They they just look at each other, they say hi and they start talking and that's how they become friends. Yeah. Um and I, I think that is notable. Like there's no mention of like you're a girl so you have to do girl things or you guys are boys so you do boy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it they're is never refreshing. like shocked that she right. likes what she likes. They're like, "Oh, you like that? That's cool." Mm-hmm. Yes, that is refreshing and I yeah. do like to see 
that in you know right in children's media i agree and i think that's my main uh pro for this movie of which there are also many cons i mean that's probably the only good thing that came out of this was that there is um you know less like gendered stereotypes and like less of the like racial absenteeism you mm-hmm. know like devoid of black characters like some of these other movies you know it's um yeah, there are ve- there are fewer white people in this movie, and yeah. the white people are either evil or just uninteresting. In general, yeah, yeah, We're, that's that's just like life, right? Yeah, so th- I think the the decoms are coming around in that sense, but it's not enough to save it from itself, and it's still a horrible piece of shit. Yeah, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Next one will be better, I'm sure. All right. Uh, no. That's our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we are the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Instagram, at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Twitter, at Tipsy Panel. Email, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. DCTP Hotline, 914-863-1613. Um, Ryan's address, so you can come to his window and scream it. <gasps> now we'll edit that out. 2204 33rd Street, Historia, New York. <laughs> Whoa. Also, right. I heard I heard that Rick Ross, uh, yeah, that Rick Ross, he has an audiobook out where he just says his he just says his home address. <laughs> Incredible. Well, let's give that out. Maybach, Mac to Maybach audiobooks. Yeah. Um, uh, Tori, you promoted your stuff last time. Let's let's do promos again. What do you want to plug? Uh yeah, I have a Twitter. It's at Mercury underscore witch. Um, and I have, a, a an Instagram where I put film photography sometimes, but I haven't updated it in a really long time. And that's at bagels 35 MM. And that's, that's all I've really got. <laughs> Does the MM stand for movie magic? Uh, well, it actually stands for 35 millimeter film, which is what I primarily shoot on. But uh, movie magic is fun, too. That's probably more it on stands, theme for the podcast. It stands for 35 movies. Man, because you post the same 35 movies. I've only seen mummy, 35 mummy. movies. So I actually I have to erase two from my brain to, in order to watch Under Wraps and the remake of Under Wraps. Oh, I'm sorry. Which movies did you have to get rid of? Um, the Santa Claus 2 and um, Shrek the 3rd. Okay, weirdly, you're better off. I don't remember them, so I can't disagree with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Tune in next time. I'll have another decom for you. Bye. 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 I have an anti-plug. I know the show's over, but I'm going to plug against us using disney now or whatever that website was oh, yeah. i had so many problems with it yeah. couldn't watch it on any of my computers and i had to watch it on my phone and every time the ads played it like booted me off like it suggested i watch spin instead 